From RTE Brainstorm, what's next for the Irish pub? The changes caused by the coronavirus are of a different stripe to anything Ireland's publicans have seen before. By James McCauley from TU Dublin. Canadian singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell's 70s hit Big Yellow Taxi had the immortal lines Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. With our favourite watering holes absent from our everyday lives since mid-March and perhaps some not reopening after a five-month hiatus until mid-August, these lyrics may resonate with many in how much we've taken our pubs for granted. When regular pubgoers do take their first tentative steps towards a socially distanced rendezvous at their local pub, it's a reunion that may be quietly savoured by some, but one that's postponed by others, punters and publicans alike. The practice of social drinking in Ireland's public houses is a cultural activity that has a history and pervasiveness deeply entrenched in the Irish psyche. The transformative journey from latter-day shebeans, alehouses, taverns and inns to the pub we know today bears testament to publicans' enduring resilience and ability to adapt. In recent times, reasons for their decline include drink-driving laws, the smoking ban, the increased availability of cheaper alcohol in supermarkets. In a BDO consultant's report for the Vintners Federation of Ireland in 2019, over one-third of country pubs reported an increase in turnover, but many other pubs outside the capital city seemed not confident or worried for the future of their business. However, full employment in the latter part of the last decade led to increased consumer confidence, especially in the going-out economy. Some large pub chains such as Pressup, Mercantile Group and Louis Fitzgerald in the main cities successfully implemented specific market segmentation strategies appealing to key socio-economic groups. Meanwhile, many innovative family pub enterprises across Ireland's towns and villages also demonstrated a canny capacity to innovate and reconfigure their offerings based on consumer lifestyle changes. A similar determination to reinvent, adapt and persevere will characterise those that will prevail in the next phase of their long history. But key existential questions must be crossing the minds of Irish publicans right now. Will it be worth my while to reopen my premises? If I do, will customers return and in sufficient numbers to ensure commercial viability? Other questions for those that reopen will pertain to their complexion as a hospitality offering in terms of what the customer experience will be in that short, medium and long term in a post-Covid-19 Irish bar. To address these questions, it's important to recognise that pubs cannot be regarded as one homogenous assemblage. A tentative typology of different pub types shows the diversity of offerings in the Irish pub trade, from large urban pub, city centre tourist venue and suburban or neighbourhood pub to many, many more. A significant factor for others is the number of years they've been in business. These are the long-established intergenerational pubs with immense pride in their family's pub history and attachment to its locale. These are publicans whose investment goes beyond the simply financial, but also psychological and emotional. These are visceral qualities unique to many Irish publicans that sees them identify as more than mere service providers.
A York University study commissioned by the Vintners Federation in 2015 highlighted the significance of pubs to Irish communities and the lives of its people as places where community cohesion and social capital can be fostered, at home, away from home. Indeed, the American sociologist Ray Oldenburg used the concept of third place to highlight the fact that bars and taverns act as a liminal zone between work and home, a community space that provides a cultural remission for all frequenters. The diverse range of pubs and publicans point to an eclectic mix, so a universal one-size-fits-all solution may not be at hand in determining which pubs will reopen, thrive or barely survive. This diversity of ownership naturally brings forth contrasting feelings of apprehension, pessimism and fear among some, and relative hope, quiet confidence and optimism among others. All feelings that are sincerely held and valid in the curious circumstances they find themselves in. However, the changes brought about by the coronavirus are certainly of a different magnitude to anything Ireland's publicans have witnessed before. This applies at a macro socio-economic level as well as at the micromanagement level in terms of changes for their premises. The obvious economic challenge is the imminent recession and fall in consumer confidence, coupled with significant changes in consumer behaviour around different attitudes to the perceived risks in going to the pub. The fear factor that some may have versus the enthusiasm of others to escape cabin fever after months of lockdown will also play a part. But the survival of certain pubs is contingent on the business model of high customer footfall at weekends and peak season, a model highly questionable in the short-term social distancing era. Can they survive the choppy economic waters that lie ahead? Some may not. Some marginal pubs that were already struggling will be reluctant to invest money in the current climate. And some lifestyle publicans may see now as the natural time to depart the trade altogether. In 1997, social historian Kevin C. Kearns interviewed Paddy O'Brien, the legendary Dublin bar manager, who described his very early days in McDade's, Harry Street, now one of Dublin's foremost literary pubs. McDade's was nothing at all. It was just an ordinary place with little snugs and partitions and sawdust and spittoons. And you'd have elderly men in little groups spitting and all this sort of filth. And TB was rampant, but you had to wash out those spittoons. The measures crafted in the 1940s to curb the spread of TB, a similarly treacherous and infectious droplet disease, included ending the use of spittoons in pubs. As we fast forward to 2020, keeping our distance will be one of the key measures crafted for our generation's infectious disease. Unless and until there's a vaccine, social distancing will be the order of the day in pubs and elsewhere. How the new spatial configuration and necessary public health compliance measures within pubs will impact the unique Irish pub experience is the big imponderable. The little snugs and partitions of McDade's may again return as perspex dividers with social distancing signage on the floors instead of latter-day sawdust. With our pubs practically designed for intimacy and social interaction, the phrase social distancing almost seems anathema to the warm and familiar Cade Mila Falcia in this foremost of Irish hospitality offerings.
The Pope representative bodies in talks with the government suggested a range of measures for the initial opening period. While these measures will hopefully provide reassurance, enforcement for all will obviously be a challenge, particularly in environments where alcohol is the key offering and inhibitions among consumers may be relaxed. Staying well apart will also see a dramatic change, possibly for the short term, in the sociable Irish pub experience we're all accustomed to, something too precious to lose. In the longer term, when a vaccine is found, publicans may again reinvent themselves to take cognizance of the seismic changes to their established business model. Hopefully many can return to what they've always done best in spaces designed to promote positive social interaction, reciprocity and sharing while sitting on our barstools. How and when these changes will pan out will govern the long-term viability for many establishments. Whatever iteration evolves, there's a consensus among publicans, both urban and rural, that help and further guidance may be required. Urban premises may require write-offs of local authority rates as well as some latitude from commercial landlords and insurance companies. Most publicans, like so many other sectors of the economy, argue that they'll need support in terms of government grants or assistance from the banking sector as well as supports around excise and taxation. It's been suggested that the pub trade is now a blank canvas with complete reinvention necessary for some. Many will open again, but not as the pubs we currently know. They may be premises with extra facilities like co-working spaces, digital hubs, pub theatres, book clubs or premises with takeaway food and coffee offerings. The pub is the hub, an initiative for UK rural pubs, offers prescription collection services, arts and crafts sessions, meals on wheels, pop-up shop events, post office collection points and other novelty initiatives to attract custom. Like commercial enterprises in so many sectors, the future's uncertain. Recovery will be slow. Experimentation and patience will be the new bywords. But if history tells anything, it's that they won't sit around and cry about it. They have a future worth fighting for, for those willing and able to play the long game. From an article by James McCauley from TU Dublin. For RTE Brainstorm, I'm Paul Moriarty. For more articles and podcasts, log on to rte.ie slash brainstorm.